and gentlemen, welcome to Supernatural Selection. I'm your host, Kevin the Bastard. With me this week are Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how are you doing, buddy? Well lubricated. <laughs> That's the best description I've heard in a while. Well lubricated. I, I came home from work. Well, we came home from work, but I fixed me a rum and coke. Uh-huh. And sat down to like just get ready for the podcast. Now, now weren't you weren't you just giving me crap for that design with the Yeti? Yeah, that's, that's why that's why I said it was, you know, that's, that's why I made that comment that it was. Uh, okay, okay, was, yeah. And, and I haven't eaten anything since. You that's know, that's true. He hasn't earlier. Okay. I, yeah. Well, so, I mean, there was that that little person, but that he more oh, no. inhaled that guy. You know, like oh, the, no. they, like they, the hippo. They, <laughs> They just go straight to your thighs. I, they really do, and this one is screaming, "Help! Let me out! I'm in his thighs!" But you know, and and it it's it it you know it is hit, and yes. I will attempt to press be, on. Be coherent, ish. Oh, I'll be coherent. <laughs> it's not. It was one Roman Coke. Okay, but he's got podcasting fuel going, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and we have Mr. David Davis. David, how are you doing? Blessings to you on this Pokemon day. You know me and my love of those little yes. electric pocket monsters. You know, I'm not a huge fan, but I did play the last one. What was it? Sword and Shield? Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. was fun. I enjoyed it. So, you know, I'm yeah. never going to dog anybody for enjoying their Pokemons. You know what? It's, it's 2010 again because I got a new Pokemon game coming out and I rickrolled one of my students. So <laughs> I, am, I am good. Oh, you're the best teacher ever, David. Yeah, actually, uh, in one of my classes, I noticed they're struggling, so I just sent them a thing. Hey, if you send me a picture of a giraffe by email today, you get five points extra credit, and a lot of them took up that offer. That's awesome. And I got a lot of giraffe pics, which is fantastic. Awesome. You should have specifically said, like, hand-drawn giraffes. Well, I I just had them draw comics for a um, reading response like last week or the week before so i i I, you know they aren't artists so okay that's fair yeah that's fair okay you know give it a little time you know just start turning in ai prompted uh, oh god God. why is it why is this giraffe made out of penises what the why is everything (laughs) made out of penises why does everything look biblically accurate yeah (laughs) Well, I was gonna say it's it's shocking how quickly that has like gotten better. We've gone yeah. from like horrible, weird nightmare stuff with like uh, the yeah Go- the Google uh, was it Dream? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. where it's just like I forget what it's called. Dream yeah, no, deep, deep deep dream, deep dreaming. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And that that was just like weird, psycho, trippy, multicolored. And now you get things that look like you know someone with a a lot of talent, but maybe no yeah. uh, anatomical knowledge. Anatomical knowledge from deviant art. Oh, you so know, like, you get you get a bunch of big titty Elsas from uh, Frozen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really but, like but with like a third thumb, uh, uh-huh. or or like that one picture you found where it's a do it's a beefcake dude and there's a dick sticking out of his thumbnail. Yeah, yeah. Instead of a thumbnail, it's just a giant penis. It's like just fucking huge. So it, it, I did promise dick jokes in this episode, so I'm glad so, we I, delivered. I mean, I'm just saying that as artists, you should feel a little like put on notice. 
fuck you. No. I'm just saying that, you know, if this is happening, I mean, so admittedly, so for people that don't know how the uh, AI art shit works is you have to have seed. You have to have, you know, yeah. input. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pulling from all these various, you know, previous artwork. So if say for instance, tomorrow, all artists stopped drawing and just started using these AI, this AI stuff. Well, right. It would always look the same because no one would be creating new style. Right. Well, and, and that's I hate kind it. of, I hate it. That's kind of like, you know, the, I can't the human say I hate it. Element. I see yeah. it as a tool that I'm actually using. So like, yeah. okay. I, I guess my take needs to be a little more nuanced than I hate it. Like, um, yeah. I, I see value to it, especially sure. if you're trying to conceptualize something. But the minute you put into a prompt that you want it to look like a certain artist, uh, specifically like a, a contemporary independent living artist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm really ugh, not happy ooh, about it. So, so you what... did just give me an idea. I kind of want to do like Man in Black drawn by Rob Liefeld. <laughs> <laughs> so think about no this, feet. Though. No feet. Just so, everywhere. <laughs> as as artists, as a yeah. tool, you could mm-hmm. say, take, "Oh, I'm a tool." You could take an AI system like this, sure. Train it on your own artwork. Now, I have a friend on Facebook that is doing that, and then have it come up with you know new things. And hey, if my shaking continues to get worse, I might look into that. Now, see the only time i've used it is i i came up with a couple covers for the shows for for, for the show for topics i want to talk right right right, about. right but also like when i'm coming up with ideas for planets and cosmic dash it's like okay i need boab trees in the andes mountains with a pink sky and it it, it kind of generates things to give me ideas right so. no it's no it's great for that sort of stuff um yeah. it's just you know they're I don't have a problem necessarily with it. I have a problem with the people that are like, well, artists, you should just give up. I'm like, how about you go <laughs> fuck yourself? No, I mean... No, I'm not talking about you. There is a dude yeah. on Twitter, which that's... We'll see how long that lasts. Um, it, we'll see if it's still up when this show airs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, anyway, the, that's not the point. The point is, this week, it's the weekend weird. Yeah. And what a weird week it's been. Holy shit. Yeah, the Twitter has just been mm-hmm. insane. And uh, then on top of that, it's been a weird week for me personally. And mm. uh, I'm in a really good mood tonight. So I'm looking for, I've been looking forward to this all day. I got my fucking station set up here with the mic and everything. And the mic over there with his yep. mic. And, triple uh, mic, baby. Triple mic. Triple penetration of mics. So. That, you, wow. you went in a place there. Yeah, I did. Because wow. uh, I figure, hey, let's give them exactly what this show is. So, uh, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to start things off. Um, this article that I found is actually from 2020. But. It made the rounds on social media recently. I guess somebody found it. You know, nobody looks at bylines or datelines anymore. Well, well, then also, you know, when we did the Dead Internet episode, I talked about how this shit keeps going in circles. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So this article is by Ray. It's from what site am I on? Jesus Christ. It doesn't actually say what site I'm on. 
Um, uh oh. Uh, oh, is, never it, mind. is it run by Elon Musk? No, it's I fucking oh. love science. It's iflscience.com. <laughs> Okay, there we go. Okay, yeah. Uh, article by Rachel Baxter, copy editor and staff writer. Again, August 20th, 2020. And the article is entitled, John Quincy Adams approves a mission to Earth's interior to meet the mole people that live within. I love it. I, I mean, how could I have... I don't care when it came out. You can't turn down a, a byline like that. <laughs> so, John Quincy Adams, the sixth president of the United States, and I'm reading from the article, was a top student at Harvard, one of America's greatest diplomats, and successfully defended mutineers aboard the slave ship, slave ship La Amistad as freemen in 1841. He also believed that the earth was howled. Sorry, I misread that. He also believed that the earth was hollow and filled with other potentially inhabited subterranean worlds. During his I like it. Yeah, Mike, thoughts so far? Um none. Okay. <laughs> During his presidency from 1825 to 1829, he said yes to funding a real-life journey to the center of the Earth to uncover what lies beneath our planet's outer shell and find the mole people that dwell there. Adams may have been a believer in the hollow Earth theory, the idea that the Earth is completely hollow, containing more hollow shells, each with their own atmospheres. Think Russian dolls on a planetary scale. Whether he truly believed little men might be minding their own business below the Earth's crust is anyone's guess, but Adams was a huge fan of the natural world and exploration. The idea of a hollow Earth that has been around for, has been around for centuries, with underworlds and subterranean hells popping up across religions and cultures throughout history. But it wasn't until the 19th century that proponents of the hollow earth theory believed it might be possible to access our planet's inner layers via vast holes in the Earth's crust. Which, of course, leads us straight to the uh, the pole holes at the mm -hmm. north and from, south From uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, well, you know, they got it from... Uh, Fringe science, but yes, exactly. I know, I know, but, but I if always you're have to not Godzilla, sure, okay, that's fair. Which also, Mike, you, you got to tell him what what you told me about what Netflix is doing. Oh, uh, that they're uh, they revealed that they're working on a Gamera movie, a new Gamera. Ooh, the, I know, I just heard that. There's there's no word on whether it's like live action or animated or don't care. Directing. Wait, wait, wait. You, you mean friend to you and me, Gamera? Yes. Yeah. Friend of the children, Gamera. Ah, Gamera is friend to all we're, children. We're all, we're all children at heart when it comes yes, to Gamera. I know. He's full of turtle <laughs> meat, guys. I hear he's a really weird movie. movie. <laughs> what was that, Mike? I said I hear. I heard he's really neat. He is, and full of turtle <laughs> meat. We all love him, Gamera. So, um, but yeah. Uh, the, basically, John Quincy Adams was like, yeah, go find them mole people. I have no information about um, them ever actually setting out. It just said he approved funding, and then I'm sure somebody was like, give me that, and took the pen away from him. Yeah. Well, I, I also like the way that you phrased his way of saying it, like because that's how he spoke. Yeah, go out there and find those mole people. Yeah, you know he did. <laughs> he, he, he didn't sound stuffy at all. 
No, no, not at all. Okay. What are you talking about? You must people. find for me the moliest of people. <laughs> yes, find me the tiny mole men. They, it's, they've got a cure for moles, surely, and I've got this big one on my ass. So. I just, I just find it always like, you know, the peak of hubris when people think of the hollow earth. They're like, well, of course we're on the topmost best layer. You well, know, why wouldn't we be? They never true. think. They never think that. Well, what if what if there's layers above us? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I was reading uh, some of Charles Fort's stuff, the founder of uh, abnormal. There's a word there that I'm not getting. Abnormal. No, what's the word? Anomalous. Anomalous research. Thank you, Jesus Christ, my I'm, brains. Abnormal. Do 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 do. So, anyway, I was reading one of his books where he was talking about, uh, and bear in mind, he was writing in the 19-teens and 1920s. He was talking about the fact that, uh, you know, while it's nearly conclusively proven, we still there are still many scientists that do not believe that area lights fall from the sky. And I'm sitting wow. here, and one of the arguments is it would crash through the crystal spheres. Oh, yeah. No, the crystal spheres were totally yeah. a... Uh, totally a belief, yes. Belief. Mm-hmm. But that just blows my mind, uh, stuff like that. And I guess the theory for meteorites, if we're in the hollow earth, is that it's just the <laughs> upper layer breaking off it's, and falling. It, it's just the plaster of the ceiling falling down. Ooh, like the Sistine Chapel, the painting of the skies crumbling. So, so... <laughs> checkmate flat earthers even back then they <laughs> thought there were crystal spheres surrounding the earth. they knew the earth was round back then just surrounded by crystal yeah but fuckers they but maybe it was a flat earth but they had a little crystal cover <laughs> like a dish damn it dude you're you're shitting him a pudding quit it they did that too what about, oh yeah true what about the flat infinite earth it's flat, but just goes on forever. All right, so we're getting into the whole ice wall thing, and the fact that the theory is that it's an infinite plane of ice with different puddles in it with their own flat earths inside. <laughs> and then that theory has evolved into we're all flat earths in a snow ball. We're, we're a flat earth on a globe. <laughs> yeah, that's the the most now, pants on head theory. Yeah. Now, me and Mike have a friend that is, <laughs> he's a fucking geologist. And I brought this up to him when he came in the store the other day. And, uh, yeah, I don't think he was equipped to deal with that kind of logic, David. I, I broke a geologist's brain. Well, apparently he wasn't made of uh, sterner stuff. He was not. He was, he was just like, I was like, they're working their way up to believing in a globe. Just a very, <laughs> very larger globe. Yes. Globe. Yes. With tiny... Each puddle, by the way, has its own tiny sun. Of course. This it, is, it's going to be great when they get to it like a dodecahedron. And oh. It's like, they're so close. So fucking close. Now, what gets me is the physics of the fucking Discworld series make more sense than this. <laughs> all right? It's like, well, where's the sun go when it's night? Oh, it's under the turtle. It's it's going between the elephant's legs, and uh, that's where the sun goes. And the moon is covered with glowing fungus, of course. So, uh, 
but yeah, um, it's it's interesting to go back and read stuff where, with respected men believing shit that we know is wrong. But I mean, back then they didn't. Well, and, and not just respected men, but oftentimes learned men learned of the time. Men, yes. Learned men. Yeah. Well, you know, like we were talking about earlier, Kevin, with uh, what's his name? Jack. Oh, Parsons. Jack Parsons. Parsons. Yeah. He, this is a very, very smart guy. I mean, oh. he, he helped. One of the creators <clears throat> of liquid rocket fuel. Yeah. He helped usher in the modern rocketry along with, uh, you know, Werner von Braun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's over there doing weird uh you know masturbatory rituals rituals with al well, not al well, no with l ron hubbard based on alistair crowley's well, you know teaching well bear in mind he was a disciple of crowley and crowley knew well, yeah. about well anyway go go but, listen to the last podcast to but, find out about that but for yeah now. so here's a, <laughs> wait for us to cover it eventually. oh yeah we'll cover it but oh, my yeah. uh but my point is he's a very smart guy like he knew his shit but mm-hmm. he's still like trying to summon the you know some embodied the horror babylon babylon goddess thing by Scott you know, by jacking yes. off on uh tablets yep as one so, does as one does i mean that's here's the thing when i was talking to mike about this earlier i pointed out that magic is basically uh trying to take credit for coincidence well, that and 70% masturbation. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's jerking I mean, it's off like, and saying the universe owed me this. It's like, I'm going to masturbate anyway, so I might as well try to get some work at it. No, no, you really don't want to, because it's like you're in the middle, and it's like, uh, a world peace. Uh, my boner went down. But yeah, so so smart people They're stupid are, things. are prone to... Heck, I would even say the smarter you are, the more prone you are to logical fallacies. Sure. Because you can, like, I can see you're, it. you're smart enough to think yourself into a kind of trap. <laughs> into a cul-de-sac. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> a mental I, cul-de-sac. I hate, you know, to be very topical. Are you going to talk I, about Elon? I really think, you know, Elon Musk is, is smart. There's no getting around he is smart in some ways. But he mm-hmm. is really stupid in other ways, like... Socially, uh, yeah, that that's like, kind like, of a given. Like every company I've ever heard, he just he does not know how to like manage people. Of course, in he a doesn't. Way that makes them, you know, decent workers. When your family grew up in South Africa, no, I think it's I think it's more <laughs> just a sorry. Oh, Tide Clyde. Oh, uh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. So I, I think it's just a normal, you know, engineer brain kind of thing. Sure, I think you're right. I do agree that the smarter you are, the dumber you can be. Yeah, I mean, just look so, at me. Yeah, bigger d- blind spots. Hey, <laughs> hey, come on, you're not that smart. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Good job, sir. Good job. Thank that you. Cut me quite deep, sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me lick that delicious blood as it pours out of the psychic wound. So, uh, Mike. Let's go with yours next. What have you got for us? Uh, hmm. Hmm. Other than a cat cl- trying to sh- shred my kneecap. Well, that's Ginger. She does that. She has very sharp claws. Mm-hmm. How about uh, lucid dying? Okay, please explain. That. So, you know, we, we've always heard the uh, the trope about, you know, going to the light, you know, people that have had near-death experiences. Oh, right, yeah, no, uh, Clark's um, had one. You know, seeing, 
you know, light and seeing, you know, their life flash before their eyes and stuff like that. Now, I'm going to interrupt so, you, and I do also have another friend who had a near-death experience. I said, ooh, what happened? And he said, it was darkness and screaming. Yeah. I was like, ooh, you went to biblical hell. <laughs> so, uh, so this is our article talking about how, uh, you know, doing actual studies of people. So... Basically, when you are you start to die, they just wire your your ass up anyway. So there's a lot of data now about you know what people are going through, at least in a surface surface physiological sense, right? Uh, like you know brainwave activity, right? I mean, like we can't know. Die. Oh yeah, exactly. We, because I mean, we're we can't getting, we're getting do cl- psychic shit yet. Well, no, we're getting close. I mean, there have been a lot of uh, stuff with like implanted. Uh, electrodes that are starting to be able to pick up imagery from the brain. Ooh, really? Well, oh, yeah. Well, we we, we <clears throat> haven't had anyone make the Inception machine yet. Oh, yeah. So I don't yeah. want it. But but so Mind you, I think yeah. I think we're getting so. close. But anyway, so just just being able to look at what a person's brain waves are doing as they, you know, get near death has has kind of shed a lot of light on what's going on. Okay. So for Quite a while, they've uh, surmised that, well, it's just random, like, neurons firing off. Your brain's dying. It's, like, starving for oxygen. And maybe it's just, like, firing the fuck everything off. And, you know, Uh you're you're tripping balls, basically. Sure. So you're not experiencing what you're experiencing. But this article is saying, basically saying that the data shows it's a lot more structured than we realized. I already have a theory. It has similarities with dreaming, but it's not the same brainwave patterns as right. dreaming. Okay. Hmm. About 20% of people who survive a cardiopulmonary resuscitation after cardiac arrest may describe they had lucid experiences of death that occurred while they were uh, seemingly unconscious and on the brink of death, according to a study led by investigators at... Uh, New York University Grossman School of Medicine. Hmm. So they, you know, they were able to pool all this data between uh, 2017 and 2020. Uh, fewer than 10% recovered sufficiently to be discharged uh, from the hospital despite immediate treatment. So this this is saying that, you know, this, this is a pretty small number. Because you know, this yeah. is a pretty severe. Uh, out. If you go through that, you're yeah. pretty it, fucked. Yeah, it's you're it's, dying. Yeah, definitely no, people. Kidding. I mean, when you're dying, yeah, there's not a good survival rate for <laughs> dying. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, just yeah, there's a really small survival rate with death. The fact that there is a survival rate, <laughs> yes, no, from dying is pretty amazing in itself. No, I completely agree. But uh, survivors reported having unique lucid experiences, including a perception of separation from the body and observing events without pain or distress. They also reported a meaningful evaluation of life, including their actions, intentions, and thoughts towards others. The researchers found these experiences of death to be different from hallucination, dreams, delusions, illusions, or CPR-induced consciousness. Hmm. So tests for hidden brain activity included were included in the research 
key finding of the discovery was that spikes of brain activity, including so-called gamma, delta, theta, alpha, and beta waves, up to an hour into CPR. Some of these brain waves normally occur when the people are conscious and performing higher mental functions, including thinking, memory retrieval, and conscious perception. All right. So there's a lot of, a lot of stages of consciousness that aren't usually invoked during dreaming. All right. You, you want to hear my theory? Okay. You're, download, you're being downloaded into the cloud, or you're uploading into the cloud. Yeah, but that wouldn't require consciousness. That would just be all memory retrieval. Yeah, sure, but I, I don't know. I still think somehow it's related. That's me personally. I got no scientific basis for that. Oh, so that's just your feelings. Uh, which, admittedly, yes, they're not valid, but fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that this happens. I mean, yeah, you can't think of a, I can't think of a reasonable, you know, evolutionary reason for this. Um, mm. Other than, you know, I mean, it could be a little bit of adrenal response, but I don't know. It's, it's very odd. You know, I'm going to laugh if we manage to hook it up and every time someone dies, it turns out they're just living the entire series of St. Elsewhere. <laughs> so, you know, just let's see if there's any like conclusions here at the end. A conclusion at the end? Yeah. No, just about how many hospitals uh, participated in the study. Uh, Several. Further research is needed to more precisely define biomarkers of what, is, of what is considered to be clinical consciousness. Okay. The human recalled experience of death and to monitor the long-term psychological effects of resuscitation after cardiac arrest. Okay, you know, so more study had, is needed. Oh, yeah, of course. Always. If I, if I had a theory, like, it could be almost like the brain trying to, like, spark itself. Like, the brain is realizing the body is failing and that it's just kind of, I don't know, flashing a ton of information to see if it can just, like, oh. start the engine up again. Are, are you saying it's panicking because the car died? I think so. In the middle I of a snowstorm. Okay. That, that or the brain is just trying to, like... uh ascend to the next level oh hey you're what it is is that's where you turn into a visitor mm. you're there shedding you your physical oh yeah no i like this better you're shedding your physical form and ascending to the next plane of existence which happens to be the visitors so you die and then you're shoving something inside with lee streber <laughs> hey, hey man hey man we're all part of the wheel cause a wheel man yeah man <clears throat> Friggin' yeah, that's it, dude. <laughs> Basically, uh, you're not reincarnated. You just abduct people. <laughs> yep. The, the abductor, abductee becomes the abductor. Yes. Now the probe's in the other ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's perfect. Uh, <clears throat> well, Mike, thank you for that. That is, uh, that is, I'm interested in that, and I kind of hope yeah. there's more information before I die, so I have some like, idea what's going to happen. Like, it, it's an interesting story. It feel it makes you feel a little uneasy, but also kind of hopeful in a weird way. Yeah. At least, at least for me. Yeah, it's or or you're dying, and your brain just replays every episode of some random television show. 
Well, well, if okay, here's the question: If you were dying, and and it works like that, it's playing every episode of some show. What is the show you pick, Mike? I'm gonna let you go first. Oh fuck. Um. Hmm. It would be The Simpsons, just because it's the longest fucking running show <laughs> ever, and so I'm gonna hold out. Okay. That's you know, smart, smart move. Smart move. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, all three series of Robotech. Oh, there you go. Because at least I'm, I'm gonna enjoy it. Oh, okay. I'd probably go with Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, Jesus. So you want to go with a hell option. Okay. I love that show. I'm not saying it's a bad show. I'm just saying, like, living that as your final moments. The last thing I want to see is <laughs> that sweaty, naked Danny DeVito scene as I you know die. That is or, something that I want to see as or, I die because that scene it? makes me laugh every or, time. Or, or, okay. or the limo vomiting blood oh, God. everywhere. Might I offer you an egg in this trying time? Oh, God. That was a fucked up scene, though. I mean, like, yes, all right. It spawned the egg theme, but they kind of buried the lead with the egg thing. Uh, Framed in blood vomit. Yeah, no, seriously. Sorry, I just have a touch of the consumption. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Okay, so, David... What have you got for us? Well, I say, I say, I say, who wants to hear about a Kentucky Fried fuck-up? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this shit. <laughs> okay, oh. this is an article from The Guardian. happened uh, fairly recently. The article's published November 10th. Um, right, right. Takes place in Germany. Oh, boy. KFC apologizes for crystal knocked chicken and cheese promotion. God, God damn. Okay, first off, <laughs> shit. Secondly, Mike, we can never escape chicken cheese. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, I, I remember hearing about this. I was like, yep. About KFC. a week ago? Yeah. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. You know. Firm message German customers to suggest that they commemorate Nazi atrocity by eating its food. <laughs> I think that might be a bad marketing decision. I, I mean, it depends on the market you're going for. I guess it also depends on the chicken, as long as it's not oven-baked. I mean... Hey, only. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, so I, I'm just going to read a little bit of this article. Uh, <laughs> Please uh, Obviously, we know what Crystal Knocked is. <laughs> so, um, I do KFC, now. I didn't know before. Yeah, yeah, no. It, mm, yeah. Yeah, KFC has apologized for a push notification sent out via its app inviting German customers to celebrate the anniversary of the Nazi Kristallnacht pogrom against the Jews by ordering fried chicken and cheese. God damn it. It sent the message to its customers on Wednesday, the 84th anniversary of the Night of Broken Glass, in which Nazis led gangs in the torching, vandalizing, and ransacking of Jewish shops, businesses, and synagogues across Germany. This well, event would... is seen as the beginning of the Nazi systematic attempt to annihilate the Europe, uh, European Jewish population. Oh, Who wouldn't God. want to celebrate that? <laughs> With chicken! Such, such a oh God. wonderful uh, and coming cult- together ta- cultural a, time. Yeah, what a culturally important time. Yeah, KFC reached out to its customers with the message, commemorate Kristallnacht, treat yourself to more soft cheese and crispy chicken. <laughs> now at KF Cheese. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> About an hour later, it sent out another message apologizing for the first and blaming it on a fault in our system. Uh, that's not what happened. 
<laughs> no, that was a it, well, fault in their system, and that somebody sent that. Well, it's been speculated that the message was computer generated with the text to promote its cheesy chicken uh-huh. being automatically connected to current anniversaries and okay. events to stimulate sales. So, so, so here's All the right, thing. That's they, fair. They, they should have vetted the the uh, list of celebrations. That's exactly and, what the article says. And, you know, my other thing is I don't, yeah, I, I really, now that you mention I don't think a dude would do it because they're like really. Really touchy about that. Yes, mm-hmm. no, no, Germany. Look, uh-huh. Germany is be, for being, you know, a, you know, very democratic first world country. It does not have the uh, freedom of speech because, oh, yeah, hate speech and things like that are severely punished. Well, are you saying they have an issue with hate speech in Germany? Uh, they I'm have they, historically, saying, historically, yeah, uh, historically, historically, yes. Also, bit. just a touch. Wow. Also, they seem to not have a sense of humor. Oh, it's not funny. This is not funny, sir. <laughs> All right. Um, for those that hear that minor <laughs> slapping sound, Mike is uh, playing bongos on our cat. Yes. You know what? Slap them hams. Slap them hams. It's, you know, <laughs> I can't wait until next <laughs> year me. when KFC introduces their first uh, pork product and they advertise it on Crystal Knocked. Uh, their uh, uh, they, diary no, of Anne Frankfurters. No, no, no. If it's a pork product, Fuck. Kevin, it'd be uh on uh Ramadan. Oh, oh that man. too. Yeah, but still, it's gonna be diary of Anne Frankfurters. I, I do have one more paragraph. This is the end of oh, it. Um, oh, good. The incident recalled another fast food advertising slogan gaffe, such as when McDonald's in Portugal uh-huh. used the campaign <laughs> Sunday Bloody Sunday in a Halloween oh. campaign for its ice cream puddings. It pulled the campaign after protests, insisting it had never intended to refer uh, refer to Bloody Sunday in 1972 when British paratroopers shot dead demonstrators at a civil rights march in Derry, Northern Ireland. Yeah, so, that was a bad idea, too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, that's a fun one. Yeah, just remember that uh, no corporation is your friend. Oh, oh, and I love the tags under the article. Oh, yeah? So, Germany, Kristallnacht, Europe, food and drink industry, marketing and PR. Marketing, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. That, that's a fun combination of terms you wouldn't expect to see in one article. Well, it's like in Korea when KFC opened and uh, the slogan, uh, finger looking good, was still in use. And it translated to chicken so good you'll eat your fingers. I, I That sounds apocryphal, but I also believe, I want to believe it's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's true. Well, I mean, shut up. I hope the hell it's true. I hope, <laughs> yeah, the hell. No, I hope no, it you is. Don't, you don't understand. I hope it's true. Yeah, no. <laughs> chicken so good you'd rather eat your fingers. <laughs> Excuse me with the coughing. I've been talking a lot today with work. We've been very busy. So, um, well, that's a fun one, isn't it? Isn't it? You're in it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so, it's very fun. Yeah, it's really. so fun. Not really. Nothing is fun. Things are terrible. Oh, we're German. You. We're not supposed to have fun. We're nihilists. We want nothing except a million dollars. So, uh, I have got my next win. <clears throat> this is from Coast to Coast AM. Mm-hmm. Woo! 
Uh, yeah, it's an article the, by... The OG of the fucked up news. Yes, uh, this is an article. Once again, the last time I did one from Coast to Coast AM, it was by Tim Banal, and this is by Tim Banal. 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 Tim Banal. Binal. Binaural. <clears throat> Binaural beats. So, the article came out September 5th, sorry, November 15th, 2022. Forest Finn Treasure goes up for auction. Are you guys familiar with the Forest Finn Treasure? I probably have heard about it, but I don't yeah. recall off the top of my head. Now, see, the first time I heard of it, I got confused with that one where the guy hid, like, the treasures oh. all over the country. It's not that, though. It, and it's not the, the one that people have been digging up for 50 years that was just la- had, like, layers of logs and stuff? No. No, no, that's Oak Island. Oak Island, yeah. That's Oak Island. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, the supposed pirate treasure. Yeah, or or possibly Francis Bacon or uh, the Knights Templar or, or aliens. Or aliens. Oh, it's yeah. probably aliens. Let's, probably let's the aliens because they use logs, right? I oh, mean, yeah. They built the pyramids out of logs, right? Sure. Why not? Yeah, you get rid of the stone. It's just wood under there. So, uh, all right. Again, Forest Finn treasure goes up for auction. Uh, this article is pretty short, so I'm just going to go ahead and read it and then I'll tell you all the other stuff I know. So, the fate of the famed Finn treasure has been decided as nearly 500 individual pieces from the massive cache of riches have been put up for auction. The somewhat surprising sale serves as something of a conclusion to an epic tale that began back in 2010 when art dealer Forrest Finn announced that he had hidden a chest full of gold, jewels, and rare artifacts somewhere in the Rocky Mountains and that the prize was there for the taking to anyone who could decipher his map, which was laid out in a poem in his memoir, The Thrill of the Chase. Okay, now I, I know what I'm going to do when I'm dying. Oh, yeah, no, you got I'm just going to tell people I buried gold, draw the world's shittiest map, and just, like, die happy. Oh, absolutely. So, the decade-long search, which attracted thousands of individuals, came to an end in June of 2020. Although details surrounding the discovery were scant at first, it was slowly learned that a man named Jack Stoof had been the one to finally solve the puzzle and that the riches had been hidden somewhere in Yellowstone National Forest, though the precise location remains a mystery. Now, uh, isn't that a federal crime? Indeed it is. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because it is a federal crime. It's two federal crimes. It is. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Another yeah. Un- unanswered question in the aftermath of the hunt was what would become of the treasure itself? While many had hoped that the collection could somehow wind up in a place where it would be on display to the public in its complete form, it would appear that this will not come to pass as it was announced this week that Stoof had sold the long sought after riches to an anonymous group known as... Tesuro Sagrada Holdings, LLC. It sounds like a mafia front. It really does. You got a friend in the family. Who then... Immobiliari. What's that? <laughs> Immobiliari. Yes. From uh, Godfather 3. Who then enlisted heritage auctions to sell the cash in individual pieces. The sale, which is currently underway online runs through December 12th and is something of a feast for the eyes for fans of the Finn treasure as it features a staggering 
476 items which were contained in the chest when it was found. Perhaps the most noteworthy piece is a small jar that has never been opened and is said to contain a two, uh, sorry, 20,000 word autobiography penned by Finn. Alongside, It'd be wild if it's just a cum jar. <clears throat> oh, or... God, there's just a Rainbow <laughs> Dash figure in it. No, oh, no. no. No, it's definitely like rolled up paper. So what if it's like just his like really terrible erotica? Or what if it's toilet paper? Or just his shit paper. It's a roll of shit paper. Alongside that curious object, which has already reached a bit of $13,000, are a slew of gold coins, nearly 200 gold nuggets, and an array of other incredibly rare or precious items. One piece not included in the auction is the chest itself, which Tesoro Sagrada Holdings kept for themselves. Treasure hunters who fell short in their search, or people who simply admired Finn's audacious endeavor from afar, may feel disappointed that the riches are being scattered to the proverbial wind by way of the auction. That said, the sale does give everyone an opportunity to get their hands on a piece of the legendary cash, should they be able to afford it. Failing that, the auction house's online showcase of the riches also allows for an up-close examination of the actual contents of the treasure chest, which might not have even been possible had they ended up in a museum behind glass. And now, it would seem that the only remaining mystery surrounding Finn's treasure is where exactly it had been hidden for all those years. Now... I heard them talk about this for two episodes on Mysterious Universe last year. Uh, because there's a fucking body count in this hunt. It was in Yellowstone. Do you know how many people drowned, fell off cliffs, or fell into geysers? <laughs> looking Enough for to be this. a statistic. In, yes. A lot. There's a book about one man hunting it, um... Using psychic powers. And you know what? He's not this stoof. So that'll that'll tell you exactly how successful he was. But there's a lot of people died for this treasure, and I don't know how I'd feel uh, having it after that. You know? Yeah. Like, Mike, would you have, like, tried to find this thing? I mean... Probably not. I mean, if I lived in the area, maybe, and I had like time, well, not only time, but, you know, a clue about, you know, I don't know how cryptic his. uh, It's pretty fucking. They read it on the show and it was pretty goddamn cryptic. Like I'm sitting here going, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. So unless I had like a good assumption that I knew what the fuck he was talking about. Probably yeah. not. These are the kind of people that in their spare time try to solve the cicada mystery. Yeah. You know? Now, now like, see, I, I see this as a potential movie. You know, three friends, they get into a van, they're going to spend a summer looking for this treasure, but what they find is that they are closer than ever. If you tell me they're, the treasure... Well, <laughs> yes, and they all fucking die in a geyser. <laughs> they die in a or, van fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I need to make this movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Just die of smoke inhalation. 
Yep, yep, that's it. One of them was cooking <laughs> hot dogs in the back of a panel van. <laughs> Mike, were you going to say something there? Yeah, nothing. No, not no, really. no, go go uh, ahead. Go I ahead. Mean, no, I mean, I wasn't oh, really. Okay. Other than, well, you know, it sounds kind of like what really would happen to uh, Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah, no, dead in a fucking van fire. <laughs> <laughs> two lesbians, two homosexual men, and a dog were found burned to well, death in a fire. Well, no, no. No, that Fred Fred and uh, Shaggy weren't together. No, I'm just saying, I'm sure the news would have just been like, yeah. you know. Anyway, point is, uh, I, I was really fascinated by the this whole treasure thing because it seems like eccentric authors and poets, uh, this is like their jam, dude. Yeah, no, it's giving me plans for later. Uh, yeah, no, I can't wait to hear about the Davis treasure. <laughs> and they find it's nothing but Cosmic Dash pages. That is the real treasure, though. Yeah, and the yeah. friends they made along the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, Actually, I... that would be funny is if you open the chest and it just, it's fucking friendship. <laughs> if I... a, a DVD case of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Yeah, Mike. If I got rich. Uh-huh. And I was dying. I would I would shoot my treasure into space and be like, you know, come get it, bitches. It wouldn't even be secret. It would have like a beacon on it where anyone could track it. Oh, God. And whoever could, you know, be clever enough to like catch it. Maybe it would like, you know, Spur. run away. Well, no, maybe it would like run away from like things. Or, Ooh. Like know, if it, if it, tur- if like it recognizes anything and- from SpaceX... <laughs> or Virgin Galactic. It just, like, but moves it, further. Yeah. But, it, you know, maybe, ooh, maybe if, ooh. you know, if I was rich enough, it could be, like, it could go to the moon. Ooh. Or, or when someone goes up or and gets Mars. close to it, it goes back into the atmosphere to burn up on reentry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was going to say, with your luck, the ship gets out there and fucking test, uh, uh, Musk's Tesla smashes into it and destroys it. You know, the one he launched. Yes. Yeah, just somehow the first auto accident in space. There was a car wreck. Kevin, that's only if I launched a uh, facsimile of a child and the Tesla (laughs) would run into it. (laughs) And then it blows up like all the others. Uh so yeah, okay, that was that was mine though. And what and as far as treasure goes, if I were gonna do that, I'd I would literally bury a chest and in the bottom carved into it would just be it's fucking friendship. <laughs> I did that in Minecraft once, by the way. I built a pyramid outside of something dale. And uh like there were no lights, so it was just monsters spawning in there constantly. And uh, Paul and Josh went in because I told them there was a treasure inside and it was just a fucking sign that said it's friendship, motherfucker. We should start a, a Minecraft server. Oh, I would love to be on a Minecraft server with you guys. Mike, get on it. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> well, Mike, I mean... get on it. <laughs> and we could get... And, oh, yeah, no, that'd be great. And we call it just... Uh, we'll come up with a name. But yeah, no, that'd be great. We have our own Minecraft server. And if you donate a certain level on the Patreon, <laughs> you get access. That's so, a great idea. So I'm thinking... The I rules, could, everybody has to be encrypted. Yes. Could either pay for it or I could use this. 
yeah, the you server hear that, that's sitting right beside me. Yeah, you hear that loud screaming sound. That's the fan of the media server. Yes. Yes. So we could do that. <laughs> that would be dope. I would love to do a Minecraft server with you guys. Oh, yeah, that'd be insane. I haven't played Minecraft seriously in years, so... Uh, we're bringing it back. God damn it, we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, what's your next story? Um, Let's see. What do I have? Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, you know what HelloFresh is, right? Uh, Yeah, that's the, the, uh, that's the uh, ding dong. Here's your dinner. Make it. Hopefully our. Hopefully, our future sponsors. <laughs> I, I don't say, know you, about that. If you watch a YouTube, you know you'll know what HelloFresh actually, is because it's beating you over the head well, with ads. I actually the, know it from lore, and I get sick of hearing Aaron Mankey. HelloFresh allows yeah. me to, yeah, yeah, podcast, YouTube. Well, apparently, it, it appears that HelloFresh may have, and they're accused of using. Uh, monkey labor in Thailand to harvest coconut milk. You know what? We deserve them as a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking monkey labor. That sounds like our shit. This is is allegations from PETA, so wait. take this with a grain of salt. Okay, it's PETA. Are they talking about real monkeys, or are they like, never mind? I don't uh, don't trust PETA. But they they claiming the monkeys are chained, whipped, and beaten, and forced to. It seems okay. So right off the bat, it seems like chaining, beating, and uh, whipping monkeys seems like more work than just harvesting the coconut milk yourself. Right. I agree. Well, and, and, and then knowing Peta, they're gonna rescue the monkeys and euthanize them anyway. So oh, yeah. well, the other well, thing is, if they saw them, why didn't they fucking save them? I mean, if you, rescue, if you rescue these monkeys, all they're going to do is go out and harvest more coconut milk. Because you know, yeah, that's, all they, that's all they know. But they they say they're forced to spend long hours picking coconuts. Oh no! An investigation by PETA Asia alleges claims of animal abuse were made against fifty-seven operations in nine provinces of Thailand. I uh, I just don't know that I believe PETA. A statement yeah, to I, CBS. I, it seems like way too much. Like infrastructure for monkey farming like it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me Didn't yeah. they say all, this, all the, all the yeah. chains like you have to get the custom ordered like chains and little monkey cuffs <laughs> and then you have to make their little monkey and you gotta train cells. them and, and then, then whip them to keep suits. them on task yeah it just it seems like it's way too much like I don't know. I mean, uh, didn't they say they the same the exact same thing was going on at like a Longhorn Steakhouse or something? <laughs> yeah, the cows were butchering the other cows. No, there's monkeys in the <laughs> back cooking, you know, and there's just this one dude with a whip fucking cook, <laughs> fucking cook. Well, I just, also this whole thing sounds like a giant euphemism for masturbation <laughs> i just can't help but think of that episode of the simpsons you know it was the best of times how, it was the blurst of times i keep thinking about how many monkey butlers will there be one at first <laughs> but he'll train others well well as one of our uh old friends kevin said this is how you get the planet of the apes <laughs> <laughs> it really is but in a statement to CBS Money Watch, HelloFresh said the company receives written assurances from its suppliers that its coconuts are not procured using monkeys. 
<laughs> See, he monkey actually wrote that email. <laughs> yeah. yeah, monkey with a gun to its head. Now tell him we treat you good. Quote. <laughs> ook, 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 Hello ook, ook, Fresh ook. strictly condemns any use of monkey labor in its supply chain. <laughs> Okay, you've killed me. I'm sorry. And we take a hard position of not procuring from suppliers or selling coconut products which have been found to use monkey labor. We have written confirmation from all our suppliers in the U.S. and globally that they do not engage in monkey labor. Man, I could have a yard full of monkey cages right now and send them a letter going, I ain't got no monkeys. These monkeys need to unionize, you know, support <laughs> oh, these monkey man. laborers. Yeah, no, Don't seriously. Don't get line. Yep, yep. M- monkey union busters, they pay <laughs> monkeys to, you know, dissuade other monkeys from unionizing. <laughs> I'm just sitting I, I, here. Look for the monkey label when you are buying. I, I'm just looking at, like, I'm thinking of this, like, little line of monkeys doing their little picket, and some of them are holding signs, some of them are literally, literally like, picking fleas off each other. Oh. See, it'd be so cute. It'd be so cute. Yeah, except for the whip marks. I mean, yeah, the yeah, scars. Except for, like, the violation of monkey workers' rights, but. <laughs> we call this one Clubby, because he lost his foot. Oh, no. Yeah. Cook, cook. <laughs> oh, God. I, like, I'm horrified at the idea that this could be real, but the fact that it's PETA just kind of leads me to go, they're just trying to get people mad. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, it, it probably does happen. Maybe not at the sure, scale. But, and, and calling out HelloFresh, it's like, okay, so... Th- somebody assuming, got the wrong meal so, in the mail. No, I'm, I'm assuming these are coconut suppliers that... HelloFresh might buy from, but also other people buy from. Yeah, it's it's not like this. It's is, not like this just like, HelloFresh. Like HelloFresh is like going out and capturing the monkeys themselves and whipping oh. them. I'm and just picturing them the coconuts. I'm just picturing HelloFresh being run by Snidely Whiplash from I, uh, fucking Dudley Do Right with a mustache. <laughs> you I'm know? just getting the this like monkey Pixar movie like this mom monkey like packs away her little baby in the hello fresh box oh my to, god to, to it's like feet. monkey moses <laughs> so apparently for years PETA has urged companies and people not to purchase any canned coconut milk products from Thailand due to uh-huh. claims apparently in Thailand there's just widespread now, monkey labor is Thailand where they had the orangutan hooker I don't what? know what what? What? You didn't know about what? this? There's it's what? I it's okay. been so long since it, I've read that I don't remember. I'll, it may have been Thailand. I don't want to say it was Thailand because I don't want a certain in- international incident, but Yeah, we don't want to lose him as a sponsor. In a, yes. <laughs> we don't want to lose big coconut. Um <laughs> but in a foreign land somewhere over there, they found a brothel with shaved orangutan wearing makeup they were using as a hooker and it was their most popular hooker <laughs> there was a line to oh my God. fuck the orangutan hooker literally reminds me of the venture brothers with the sasquatch that gets shaved it, yeah yeah that too oh, i was no. going to say it oh, reminds no. me of was, like that these was borneo Borneo. Okay. Well, you know, that 
it just sounds like the worst sequel to Any Which Way But Loose. And, and Dunstan, Dunstan checks in, but he doesn't check out. <laughs> and oh, unfortunately, oh, that is now in my Google search history. Okay, hey, you're the one that didn't and, bring up a private tab. And yes, well. Incognito and, mode, and, my and friend. also there was a picture of said shaved Aranu tab. Okay, can I just say I've never seen it? And I don't want to. You, you don't want to. I mean, it wasn't like bad or anything it's just, just knowing weird knowing alopecia monkeys are horrifying yeah so yeah so uh well, monkey that's... labor fuck. It's been a fun one. thailand <laughs> so i guess oh i guess God. thailand uh they, they don't have enough you know men to do labor from all the lady boys and so they put the monkeys oh to no work. oh my god <laughs> Well, what is it with you and like the animal tragedy? My, I, it, you it, are it, like hardcore on it, this, aren't it you? It finds me. <laughs> That's all I have to say. You need better locks. <laughs> I just hate to be in your room one night and like the door gets kicked in. And it's like the goofy thing, you know, except instead of goofy time, it's like an well, orangutan. Just okay, it's monkey okay, time. Okay. As an adenum with cancer. Oh God. As, as an adenum, you want a shorter, better animal story? I guess. Yes. Please. So please. apparently researchers have found. It's not what happened at that, work today, is no, it? Okay. No, if you feed cows hemp. Oh yeah. They get stoned. And produce TA or you know, have THC in their milk. Fuck yeah. How much better is that? Dude, ice cream that gets you high. Dude. Oh. Actually, I'm just kind of like happy for the cows. Unfortunately, it's the Washington Post, so I can't really read many details. Okay, but this rocky road goes down smooth, man. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> but yeah, oh, no. So wow. that's that's nice. I like it. So, yeah. so I mean, it's it is a interesting because apparently because you know humans can't really get high from hemp. I guess it's just I think it's a low concentration of THC. Yeah, since cows have to eat so much. Yeah. Do you have any idea how much rope I've eaten trying to get high? <laughs> and it just I'm trying to get high, man. Work. But I'm just shitting really regularly from all this fiber. <laughs> Tried to get high, got regular. It looks like I got a tail at all times. Awful. <laughs> oh god yeah <sighs> well that was terrible uh, <laughs> stone cows produce stone, stone cheese Ooh, hey imagine, oh like, man look that, oh that, that, brings new meaning to stole uh called stone creamer no no that that brings about this whole like air area of like munchy foods that get you even higher you don't get more high you just get lower on drugs gallagher said it that's true by the way r.i.p to that talentless son of a bitch him and his, he's now smashing melons in heaven have y'all seen and that he picture hates it, so it's actually hell yeah have you guys seen that picture of the uh the dude from uh midsummer with a big wooden mallet and someone just put at the bottom uh, me in line at Gallagher's funeral waiting to send him off in the only way that's important. <laughs> I love that. Smash his melon. So, uh... And, you know, also, like, Paul F. Tompkins is, like, two for two regarding, like, killing people he's portrayed. No, who's... three for three, actually, because he played Gallagher in the uh -huh. Weird Al movie yes. that just came out. Which we saw he that. Also... Mm -hmm. He also played, um, uh... 
Gary Marshall. In, oh shit! Uh, yeah, in Comedy Bang Bang, and then um, what's his face? The uh, the the father in like uh, Facts of Life. Ah, uh, Facts of you, Life. You know the one who I'm talking strokes. about. His his son is the creepy uh, pop star dude who's on a uh, masked uh, singer. Uh what's what's his name? You're not talking about Alan Thick, are you? No, yeah, I'm talking about Alan Thick, or or well, who 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 is the dad? On, he was a TV dad. Uh, he, he was thick. Wh- whoever Alan he was. Thick. He, yeah, that was yeah, on Alan Growing Thick, Pains. Yeah. yeah. So Paul Tonkin starts playing Alan Thick. Alan Thick dies. Oh wow. Starts. Yeah. So Paul Tonkin's is a menace to celebrities everywhere. So if I ever decide to commit suicide, but don't really want to do it, I just make a biopic and get him to play me. There you go. There okay. You go. So there you go. Hey, when's that Elon Musk movie starring him coming out? Look. I'm sorry. I keep making Musk jokes. I gotta quit. Sorry. He's his own death note. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins is a living death note. What the fuck? <laughs> How's that for a semi-current anime reference? It's not current at all. I'm sorry. Uh, I would love to see them remake Death Note, but it's just Paul Tompkins <laughs> with the death note. <laughs> and it, again, it's just uh, Willem Dafoe voicing the big weird guy. Yeah. Nope. Uh, print it. Print it. Make it work. Yep. All right. So, <laughs> David, what have you got to follow up the uh, Mike's horrifying and then uh, cheerful animal stories? So I have something that's pretty interesting. Now, you you gentlemen know that I live in a desert area. Yes. You know, deserts are kind of weird. Deserts in California, oh, especially so. Oh, oh yeah. So. Hey, you know... Yeah. Uh, uh, what what's that rock where they did all the uh, contactee meetings out there in California? You know, and they have and they have like the uh, in what's it the Invigoratron or whatever that big building. It's like a big igloo building. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. I just don't remember off the top of my head. Okay, well, I was just gonna yeah. say that the uh, the Newkirks were out there recently. Oh, okay. I could have stalked them. Yes. Damn. Not. Um, okay, so I've, I've got like uh, two articles here. One's super brief. The other I'm going to kind of summarize. But I just, I want to, I may do a full episode about this. Okay. Because it's super interesting. Um, it involves California cults. So, you know, it's going to be fun. Yes. So this is an article from June 19th, 1987. Oh, no. Wow. Amen, cult leader, back behind bars. Uh. Hemet, California, from oh. the, uh, yep, from God the uh, 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 AP. Last week, lightning bolted, but authorities have proved that the long arm of the law can strike twice against the same cult leader. So someone's having a lot of fun writing this one. The reason Obviously. why, this man is named Lightning Amen. Oh my God, what the fuck? Ooh leader of the Christ family religious sect was okay. arrested with four followers Wednesday night after Riverside County Sheriff's deputy surrounded the trailer West of here. The sheriff's officer said, amen 50 had disappeared June 10th, just before a jury convicted him of possessing and transporting methamphetamine for sales, possessing a hypodermic needle and a possession of a concealed weapon in October of 1986. He faces a maximum sentence of seven years in prison. However, further charges are pending following the seizure of unexpected drugs, $4,200 in cash, and several weapons when he was arrested Wednesday. A man was formerly known as Charles Franklin McHugh. 
His Christ family has about a dozen members and roam the California desert before settling in the Hemet area in the early 1980s. Followers are vegetarians who wear white robes and espouse nonviolence. Okay. In December 1985, 10 cult members were uh, sentenced to jail for going $900,000 worth of marijuana at the sex <laughs> ranch. That's a lot of pot. That is a shit ton of pot. Now, here's the thing. This is an article from 1987. Why am I reading this now? Yeah, why? Because. Have you ever heard the case of Baby Holly? No. Baby Holly. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read from this article. This is from True Crime Society. This, we'll have this in the notes. Like, this isn't the one that was in the well, is it? No. Okay, just check it. Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit of this, skim through it a little bit, but Wait. because there, it's been about 40 years since this thing happened, and they finally were able to confirm the identity of something. I, I just remembered. I just remembered. That's that Weezer song. Ooh, wee, you, you. I look just like Baby <laughs> Holly. <laughs> I don't I have like anything it. I like enough that I'm going to throw at your head. <laughs> okay, so, uh, spoiler alert, this, uh, or, or I guess trigger warning, this does involve murder. Um, in 1980, Tina Gale Lynn Klaus and Harold Dean Klaus met and fell in love. They moved to Florida from Louisville, Texas. Um, so... Um, shortly after the couple arrived in Texas, uh, Texas, Donna received a strange phone call from a woman who identified herself as Sister Susan. Sister Susan said that Tina and Harold had joined a new religious group and had given up their possessions and decided to cease contact with the family. So you have the parent of, um, you have the mother of, uh, this newlywed couple who gets a call from a Sister Susan saying that this couple has given up all of their worldly possessions and joined this religious group. So, red flags immediately. Oh, yeah, obviously. True. So, um, in 1981, two bodies, a male and female, were found in Houston, Texas. The male had been beaten and bound, and the female had been strangled. They remained Shit. unidentified until 2021, when Tina and Harold's family learned what had become of them. They had been murdered over 30 years ago. Before they were murdered, Tina and Harold had a baby girl together named Holly. Oh, Holly's no. body was not found with those of her parents, and no one had known what had become of her until 2022. Oh, no. So, uh, it gets, I wouldn't say happier, but it, it, it gets better from here. So Does it really? Can you promise This comes that? from the Daily Mail. All right. The breakthrough came when the forensic ge uh, genealogists Misty Gillis and Allison Peacock of Texas-based FHD Forensics were contacted by investigators to help. The team answered new information, blah, blah, yada, yada, DNA and match. Um, <clears throat> investigators reached out to Debbie Brooks and ultimately identified the body, who ultimately identified the bodies of uh, Dean and Tina. So now that's when their bodies were identified, but there's another wrinkle to this because Brooks asked the team if they had found the baby but they were aware that the they were unaware that the baby had even existed. These geneticists. Oh, we did. But we did learn that baby Holly was dropped off at a church shortly after her parents died in Arizona. She was adopted legally, and her adoptive parents raised her. Now, um, let's see. The Christ family is likely the people involved with the murder of these two people. And the thing is, they all took the last name Christ as well, which well, is course. interesting. 
Um, their most well-known feature was their white robes and bare feet, inspired by the idea that it could bring them closer to Jesus. They had no money, lived off of food stamps and charity from the public, and carried army-style blankets over their shoulders as makeshift beds. So this is part of like that big uh, like cult craze in California in the 60s and 70s. I think we've probably heard of that before. Yeah, like the Mansons. So, long story short, the uh, the uh, family of the, the murdered couple reunited nearly 40 years later with baby Holly. She, she is now a mother at this point, has her own children, but it's been a family reunion. So, this mystery has finally been solved. It looks like the blame is on this cult that occupied my town for like a decade. Jesus Christ. Right. So um, I, there's a whole lot more to it. I want to do more research on it, but it's also really hard to get a hold of, especially because um, I found out that the cult also has recorded music, and I'm trying to get a hold of those songs. What the shit is it about cults deciding, you know what, we need to cut an album? Well, you know, get yeah. your word out. So, so yeah, so in, in this case, yeah, the uh, Holly's uh, grandmother... Um, Donna Casasanta, uh, like they, the family has reunited, and unfortunately, there is the tragedy behind all of this. But it's just, yeah. it's fascinating that you know there is this kind of reunion here as well. And like, I've, I'm giving you a very cliff notes version of it because I want to explore it later, and it's going to take a little more research. But um, again, like I live in Cult Central because you, you you guys know that I live um I worked like a mile away from Gold Base the Scientology yes headquarters so again like a lot of weird fucking cults out here weird desert people I'm right in the middle of it damn son mhm you man that's why you're a goblin <laughs> yep yep but um so yeah um I you know I'm going to have the links to the articles like uh, it's it's a fascinating story um Again, like it's not a feel-good story by any stretch. Of Interesting, means. yes, but yeah, feel good. But, um, God dang no. But I feel like we could probably do um, a, like a Colts episode, and then like I could expand on this story a little bit more with sure, that. Sure, yeah, no, there's probably a ton you can dig up about that, and uh, yeah, uh, Kit has back that up. Dusty has a lead for me on a cult that. Uh, was here in Mississippi, and I need to look into that. So, that's a cat purring. Yes, I love is. it. Well, we're going to take this moment before we go into uh, X and our roundup of questions to uh, take a quick break, and we will be right back. Well, and, and, you know, the, the strangest thing about where I live is not just the cults, but um, serial killer Henry Lee Lucas lived in my town for a couple of years with his child bride. So that's always fun to read about. Now, he was mayor, right? Uh, Knowing this town, probably. And he stayed in the mayoral chicken coop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. he, um, yeah he, he had like the... I think that was here in Hemet. I'm not sure. I think he might have been... Um, <laughs> I'm just yes. picturing I'm picturing like a big Obama style hope poster but instead of hope it says from the womb of a whore <laughs> oh man oh my god that's I don't know man and the thing is I looked up 
uh, Mississippi serial killers one time, and we had one that had killed like three people. And I was like, well, he done killed some folk. Well, if you want serial killers, come to California, man. We got the best. Yeah, y'all. I got the most notable at any rate. Some of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you ain't got Burnham. You ain't got Bundy. Nah. Yeah. I mean, Bundy. Bundy is okay. Well, okay. Let, let's. We'll have to do like a little side thing about like yeah, serial killer because that that's fun. That's gonna be a uh uh Patreon thing. Uh, but yeah, you you will never convince me. Oh, dude, we had a Jeffrey Dahmer lookalike come in the store today. I mean, this guy looked like a a blonde pubic hair golem. It's like if someone brought a pubic hair and and turned it into a human. And then gave it Jeffrey Dahmer's glasses. He, that dude came in the store today. I, I don't get your pubic hair comment. He just, I don't know. I said it and uh, he, he just, one of our coworkers was like, I get that. No, <laughs> he just he just looked like a serial killer wearing flannel. He really did look like he stepped out of like 78 or 79 though. Like, and he was also <laughs> very weird. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, that was our... Uh, stuff for the week uh before we go into questions i believe x needs to give it to us uh in Mm -hmm. written format yeah so we've got a couple of x threads this week uh one i I figure we can kind of go through it um and pick our favorites and then i've got a question from another thread so um you gentlemen have the threads open i'm just going to describe what the initial thread the initial post is Mm-hmm. The subject, well, okay, the picture depicts someone in the center of this aura, this golden aura. Yes. It looks almost like a like a combination of spiritualism and like a medical diagram. Yeah, it's a Taurus. Yeah. So the subject is don't get enlightened, bros. And then the message itself is it's fucking lonely at the top. <laughs> so what a um, dick. <laughs> I, I like it. I like this thread. I just it, it tickles me, you know. It's like you, you reach that enlightenment and you're just like, ah fuck. You're all by yourself. So obviously yeah. there's some fun little replies in here. Yes. So what do you gentlemen have? Um I think my favorite one is nope. God damn it, that's one I was just looking at. <laughs> I also like the one that's just uh, just a picture of Buddha frying someone with a mind laser. It says, you need to BTFO normie slower. Some have longer respawn timer than others. I, I like the one someone posted a picture of a cat and then the message is simply, can you enlighten these? <laughs> 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 oh man that's that's dangerously close to a ligma but we do have the best one in the thread yeah i'm gonna plant my flag in it and say it's the best one yeah don't do that one yet mike i want you to pick one yeah i've been looking how about the one that says fucking buddhist wanker no no you know which one david's chosen so many there's so many you can't choose <laughs> it, like there, there's some good options here it's just it's again like people talk about 4chan being the scourge of the internet but also like it gave us duck roll so like 
like which that really uh, that really tickled my students because we were talking about memes this week, and I explained to them like duck roll, because we were talking about like early memes and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and they just they fucking love duck roll. I don't know if I remember duck roll. Well, you about to get duck rolled right now. I'm gonna. Oh no! Wait. Never mind. See it. Yep. I I I remember it. Okay, I well, remember. Then, and then it became Rick Roll. Yep. So yep. how about yep. how about you're all there is retard? Oh no! It's <laughs> <laughs> just now, classic, bear, you know. Yeah, calling no, someone that's a retard. that's straight up internet, and that's classic internet and modern uh, 4chan right there. I feel you, mm-hmm. G. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's some there's some great ones like um. Uh, I like this one. I have emotional control, pain tolerance, and self-discipline on a level unseen since Ra ruled Egypt. You post smug anime girls. We are not the same. (laughs) Oh, God. I didn't even see this one before. Okay, Nazi friend. Why are whites the superior race? I already know the answer, so consider this a test of your enlightenment. Wow. Well, this Uh, is like an encapsulation of everything that is 4chan. Holy shit. And this is what I do on these uh, these weekend weirds when I do X. I have to like comb through these things, so you you see a little bit of what I have to do here. Yeah, what the hell's um, wrong with you, Jesus? <laughs> it, it became a segment. And we're sticking with it. Okay, it was that or we watch the Alex Chu piss video. Okay, good. Let's do X. Let's yeah, we'll <laughs> okay. do the piss uh, video another day. Do you have another one, or should I read the best one in the thread? Yeah, read the best <laughs> one in the thread. Guy has one good day, and he thinks he's king shit of Turd Mountain. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was going to do that one, but I thought oh, well, that was it. Yeah, I think that's the best reply in the thread. Again, this nothing serious, but something about it just like clicked for me. And like, you know, there's some funny responses in this one. Let's make it a yeah. little fun for us all. This is loser talk. Get good. You're not enlightened. If you were, you would understand the principle of oneness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he didn't uh, bring it, at least a single thought form with him. First time. <laughs> matter doesn't matter. You provo- You proved my point. So um, let's let's let me move on to the yeah. second thread here okay, with the question. Yeah. yeah. Okay, again, this is bizarre stuff. So um, this picture, the the attached picture is for sale ghosts. Like a for sale sign and inside the white box is written ghosts. <laughs> um, ghosts. Title of the thread is ghosts and how to purchase. Okay. But, um... okay. And I'm going to read the message. Please do. I think that it's bullshit that the Japanese get such an abundance of ghosts. Those bastards have them in every school in every town. I'd like to import some of them to the states, but I'm not sure how to go about it. Are ghosts bought or are they hired? If they are bought, is renting an option? I'd be importing them to the Midwest if that helps determining pricing. I'd really appreciate the help. <laughs> you, so, oh my god. Uh, this seems like an, an SCP in, uh, in action. This sounds like this is the, the grounds for an SCP. It sounds like Dial-A-Lama, but ghosts. But that leads to my question, because there's not a whole lot in this thread, but here's my question. Post a ghost. Post a ghost. We should should work together and write an SCP and submit it and see what happens. Yeah, post a ghost. Okay, but here's the question. If you could buy a ghost, like say you had to buy a ghost, Mm -hmm. like Uh you got tricked into it like a timeshare or something. (laughs) 
What would you use the ghost for? Uh, Bed sheet. Mm, and I hot box him just constantly. Like, like, like if I'm like hanging a picture so you can go look behind the wall, make sure there's not like a pipe or wires back there. Are you telling me you basically use a ghost as a stud finder? Yes. Can you think of a better wow. use for a ghost? Okay, that's fair. He's also a stud finder there. What's that? <laughs> Take him to the bar and he's also a stud finder there. <laughs> no, see, I would say, you know, tell the ghost to find some studs. You just do the finger guns at me. Hey. <laughs> Actually, Bora. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Oh God! So you use him as a stuff finder. I would torment it with gas, using it as a bed sheet. Uh, a Dutch oven, a ghost. I yeah, fuck yeah. He died. Uh, look, you didn't want to be in hell. You should have been better when you were alive. Well, you know, he wasn't good or bad. He's in purgatory. Kevin. Okay, he was kind of like yeah, stuck. Well. That unfinished, look, just because he had unfinished business doesn't mean he was a bad person. Look, to paraphrase, to paraphrase uh, 4chan, tough shit, get good. Maybe maybe they f- didn't want to cross over yet. Maybe they haven't met John Edwards. <laughs> oh, so man, I would call John Edwards, and that would be the hell for the ghost. Oh, no, I would use the ghost to fuck with John Edwards. Ooh, I'm getting a M. There's literally no dead person in this. Uh, no one here had a dead person named M. Then what the fuck? I, I would I would use the ghost to like Dude. fuck with ghost shows. I was gonna say ha- have them haunt like the the fake ghost shows and shit. Zach and have Baggins. them actually scare the shit out of them. Oh, Zach Baggins. Every time Zach Baggins is taking a crap, have the ghost show up. <laughs> yes, but but it just disappears <laughs> as soon as he whips out a camera. Yep, yep, yep. And then oh, as man. soon as he whips it out, it shows back up. It's like, yep. you're so small. <laughs> um, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to extend this question to our uh, listeners as well. well. I want to hear yeah. what they would do with a ghost, and then we can read it on the next episode. Yeah. What would you guys do with a ghost? It could, uh, you could have it like do the, the uh, race dance. Oh. But, but not finish. Ooh, blue balls. Oh, yeah. No. Ghost. Well, no, no, see that, that 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 that's like sex crime there. Like you <laughs> you can't like that you can't purchase an undead sex slave. Uh, I I'm going to I'm going to draw a line would, here you would, cannot do that. Uh, I, I wouldn't tell it to do that. It's a prank. Say, if you're it's so just inclined, a prank, bro. Yeah, but there's still that power imbalance because okay. you purchased the ghost. You know what I'd do? Uh besides the hot boxing thing? You can't own just, a ghost, man. J- it's not land. The sign says for sale ghost. In this yeah. scenario, you can own the ghost. Yeah. But and like you I, said, you're stuck with it. It's timeshare. What if I give it a sock? It's <laughs> just a ghost with a sock. I'm not setting it free? No. Ghost is free, master. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think the only other thing I'd do is, and this is not out of being malicious, I just think they'd get a kick out of it, is if we pranked the new Kirks. <laughs> They're the one paranormal investigation group I think would really appreciate getting pranked by a ghost. We could start our own uh, reality TV show, Ghosted. Oh, my God. You got ghosted. Your ass got ghosted on MTV. Give a uh, two-season deal with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, yeah. God. There you go. <laughs> uh. 
That's uh, fun. I'm looking forward to hearing what other people. Yeah, are no, guys, we definitely want to hear what you have to say. Remember, hit us up. Uh, we have a contact form on supernatpod.rocks. You can find a link to our Discord at the menu at the top. And uh, we are current. At least for tonight, we are on Twitter at supernatpod, and uh, we are also on Mastodon. Uh, at supernatpod at mastodon dot online. Mm-hmm. Now, do we have any questions? We do have questions. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I'm oh, sitting shit, here. And apparently, Sam may have figured out Time Cube. Yeah, you know what? We're gonna read that another day because <laughs> yeah, I don't. I right cannot now. deal with Time Cube today. So, <laughs> let's see. Do 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 do. Um. <clears throat> all right. Nope, we did that one. Sorry, I didn't. I'm not as organized. Okay, here we go. Starting with Kick Acetron. Are Willie Nelson, Paul Rudd, and Lenny Kravitz interdimensional vampires? Given that they don't age. Well, Willie Nelson's definitely aged. Oh yeah, I'm no, I remember enough. him being younger. Yeah. Lenny Kravitz and Paul Rudd. That's that's tough. That they're, they're you know, you can they, make the argument. Are they celebrities I, with good skincare regimens, or are they they're Highlanders vampires? Who knows? They're Highlanders. They're not vampires. I've seen them in the daylight. Yeah, but they're Highlanders. Yeah. Or how about uh, you know, you know immortals from Highlander? Yeah, no. yeah. Well, they'd be cutting each no, other's we, head. We off understood the no, reference. no, no. They're friends. We understood the reverence, Kevin. I, I. Hmm. <laughs> Or, or there's some other form of, you know, baby-eating immortal. Hmm. What, Scientologists? I don't know. Hey, saying. do you think that's why Tom Cruise has started to age? He had to lay off the babies? They, they just... Look, it's like any other drug. They start to lose their potency. So he just could not keep up with the 30 babies a minute, you know, regiment he would require at this point. <clears throat> okay. I think just it's because he's it so jumping long. on the couch. You know, his, his whole exercise body care routine's out. You know, he's not jumping Oh, on yeah, anymore. ever since Oprah ended her show, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, shit, did her show end? Well, I mean, you know, the one that was on uh, CBS, yeah. Oh, my God, when did that happen? Years ago, before she started, oh. Her, you know, wow. uh, before she started her uh, network. Wow. Yeah, you didn't know? Wow. I did not. I thought, like, see, I always just assumed Oprah had, like, a, her show on just in general. Like, it's always going to be there. Oh, okay. That, that, like, change it. That changes things for me. Wow. Universal, universal constant O. Yeah, like, yeah. It, she, she's like a load-bearing TV show in the fabric <laughs> of the universe. Like, the minute you unplug it, things start falling apart. And you said well, this happened years ago? Yeah, several. Wow. And look what's happened. Look what's happened Shit. since then. Miss yeah. Winfrey. Miss Winfrey. Please yeah. bring your show back. Yep. And make sure there are bees under every chair. Yeah. Bees. <laughs> so we got another question from Ghostforge. 2011 is when it ended. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Jesus that Christ. Wow. that tracks. Yeah. Wow. When did Bowie die? Uh, I don't know. Because if he died after that, man, I'm mad. Thanks, Oprah. Yeah. So, Ghostforge asks, how like, and this is kind of for you and David, really. Um, how likely. 2016. 
Son of a bitch. Five years after. You know, we, we're going to have to do an episode, The Oprah Factor. We will. The O Factor. The O Factor, oh, yep. <laughs> the big O. It's go time! <laughs> All right, so Ghost Forge asks, how likely do you think it is for the origin of zombies and wendigos to be tied to cases of prion infection? Alternately, Mike and David might like to work through which neurological diseases slash conditions best match up with various forms of undead. Mm. Now, the Wendigo is, uh, realistically, the Wendigo is a First Nations legend uh, to keep people from turning to cannibalism during rough times. Yeah, I mean, and it could be like one of those... You know, legends that has a grain of truth, like sure. So, prion disease—that's mad cow disease. Yes, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it basically is uh, possible with any any time you eat brain matter. Yeah, you'll never it's find not, me it's eating not, fucking it's, pork. It's brains. also not a. Uh, it's not a like you know, infection type disease. Yeah, no. It's it's from you eating malformed proteins. And the proteins get, you know, your body uses the proteins you eat to, you know, build itself. And well, it uses these malformed proteins and you get fucked up, you know, molecules in your brain. Right. And your brain turns to Swiss cheese and you go insane and, you know, hence mad cows. Right. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, that's, I mean, that's fairly likely. I hadn't really thought of that before, but, uh, and like you said, some, they could have had, you know, people do that. They go insane from this prion infection and they're like, well, fuck, don't eat dead people. Yeah. And it just became, you know, it um, went from cautionary to paranormal. Yeah. It went from, you know, legends become myth, myth. Uh, it's a uh, legend. Uh, legend fades to myth, and even myth is long forgotten when the age that gave you birth comes again. Yeah, but you know, it just it's faded, but it still had its uh, yeah. teaching value. Well, the zombie thing. Um, <clears throat> now, zombies happen. Like that's yeah, a thing. So, so we, the, we the need thing to do is one. like the this mad cow thing. I think that's not really. Fa- that doesn't really factor into like this whole reanimate thing because oh, yeah. the whole reason why we had these stories and legends of reanimates is because people were thought to be dead when they weren't or oh, yeah. they would go they something would happen they would check the grave of a recently dead person and find the body yeah. curled up yeah oh yeah rigor um, mortis right yeah but you know so there, because with zombies and reanimants those are two different things like now we call zombies reanimants but they are yeah. their own distinct thing I think thing. that's I think that's a legal thing because technically Marvel owns the copyright on the word zombie Yeah uh well I'm I'm thinking in the sense of like the Haitian voodoo um right. zombie and that sort of thing sure. but no like for for the reason the reason we have so many stories in history and in, in every one of these cultures about like you know uh, number one, digging up a grave, seeing that someone is still like technically alive, or you know, seeing that someone like moved around inside the grave, beca- grave mm-hmm. because they actually died in the grave. Right. It's just because like the boundary between life and death was so hard to define because it wasn't. Uh, you know, a person could be unconscious, 
and yeah. they would or just it's assume a very, the person comatose. At the time, it was a very, yeah. and even now, it's kind of a very broad line to dance. Yeah, well, and, and you know, even with um, in Britain, or I, I'm sorry, just Europe in general, you have those graves that have the bells and that have oh, the yeah. air, the air tubes. Well, because people just did not know if a person actually died. Well, a lot of those, you know, myths come from that kind of thing, like, you know, zombies, mm-hmm. vampires. Even uh, werewolves. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then werewolves are also a way to explain antisocial, violent, serial killings before we had an idea of, like, what a serial killer was. Because mm-hmm. people couldn't wrap their heads around a person going out and killing people well, for whatever reason that was outside of a context of well, war I mean, or property or something possession like that. Slash and, and, werewolf and the slash idea of a serial man. killer was completely disbelieved until uh, modern times. They were like, well, there's yeah. no way another yeah. human could just flat out in cold blood kill someone they've never met except in a time of war. Yeah, like if uh, Richard Chase, you know, if um, we, we know oh Richard God. Chase, right? If Richard Chase was born in like the 1840s, they would have they would have called him a werewolf. He's a vampire of Sacramento, wasn't he? Or yeah, was that yeah. Some, yeah, yeah. Which again, California, baby. So we got the best one. God damn it, dude. So you could also say that serial killers were more prevalent in modern times because of more modern problems. Right. Like there's... Um, well... Sort yeah, of. yeah, I mean, it's just like you. you so it, it's the same, like because I I talk about this in my class, my my horror uh, like English class where I talk about like monsters and that sort of thing. Part of the reason we get this surge, this surge of uh, serial killers is because we now have like an idea of what that is. People just couldn't wrap their heads around this sort of thing. We didn't have like a definition of a serial killer back in the day. So that's how you get all these myths and legends. But I guarantee you, like, we're we're not killing each other more than we did like 300 years ago. It's just yeah. more the it, information well, about it's it, more widespread. Well, not yeah, like the news and everything like that. Yeah. Well, so serial killers are a fading phenomenon too. Yeah, it, yeah. It is. Uh, now it's the spree killer. Well, it's right. the spree killer. I think the spree killer has a lot of different origins than the serial killer oh yeah no well, no no i agree with you there but like if we're talking about like mass killing as a phenomenon well, in yeah, society it's, it's now it's more at once as opposed to like the because serial killer is a do it it gets your rocks off you wait cool. you do it again later the, I, blame spree killing. I blame quake man it introduced the idea of the kill streak and everybody's going for it oh god damn it oh it's also you know there's a there's a lot less lead going around. So Yeah, no, I <laughs> yeah. firmly believe the gold, quote, golden age of serial killers was due to uh, lead in the atmosphere well, and the lead water. Everywhere. Lead, lead yes. and MKUltra. Oh. Well, uh, no, MK, well, MKUltra is definitely a thing. Look, yes, in a couple of cases for sure. Well, yeah. Toy box killer, but. Um, th- this is a completely different podcast. <laughs> Uh, back on the subject of uh, zombies and Wendigos, uh, I agree that Wendigos may actually be based on prion infection. It could be now, see, feasible. It's feasible. What, what, I said, I'm not going to say that I'm an expert on the Wendigo. Um, I will. But, like, You're an for, expert but, on the Wendigo. <laughs> okay. Uh, but like some of the research that I've done, a lot of the Wendigo story, it's essentially a metaphor for greed. Yes. Um, I mean, so, all those I mean, things, 
you know, what, what can start out as yeah. one thing can gain other yeah. thing, other yeah. uh, aspects added right. to yeah. it. Yeah, all this can be multifaceted, but like there's, a, again, like because it's multifaceted, we do have to acknowledge that there's like these different Every, connections. Everything's a gradient. Mm. Well, well you yeah, know, that's you know, once something becomes a uh, myth or a legend, then you then it starts, you know, gaining other things, other, you know. Yeah, no, you want to hear. Details and aspects. You want to hear really told. Yeah. You want to hear another really good example that's uh, going to piss some people off that might be listening right now? Hmm. Yahweh. Okay. Uh, Mesopotamian storm god. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Now look at him. The one true God. He's bigger than Jesus. Technically, (laughs) yes. But yeah, I mean, like that just as an example, it takes on more facets and completely changes over time so yeah what other forms of undead are there uh i think we kind of well the draugr there's whites there's draugrs there's uh zombies um like i don't know how necessarily if we could factor the wendigo into the undead but i'm just yeah. gonna go ahead and go for it it's still, I, think... I, I i have a slide that has a list of like 50 different right. ones for my class well so. i'm think... just trying to think of what other you know, because he asked yeah. for... Uh... Well, the origins... Uh, he specifically chose zombies and wendigos because they both eat flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, zombies, completely sure, different zombies, origin, yeah. though. Zombies are the uh, the Caribbean yeah. tradition. They're, they they're basically, ra- quote, raised dead yeah. for, uh, that, that do the bidding of someone and, and in the like, traditional sense weren't there like some drugs involved in that oh they yes like drug the hell yeah out of people yeah those uh, yeah the haitian zombie drug thing and like i'll send you guys my lecture <laughs> yeah, oh yeah dude no the dude in the 70s that oh, was working I mean, a fucking he is a, turned into a zombie working a sugar cane the, yeah, I, I got a list i've got a list the, the <laughs> um, flesh-eating zombies is probably a movie Creation. Oh yeah, it's Night of the Living Dead right there. So so we're talking about undead, yeah. basically. Yeah. So obviously we have ghosts, and there's dozens of classifications of ghosts. Oh um, yeah. You can't really see now that. we hungry ghosts, uh, uh, poltergeists. Right. Uh, we also have repeaters. a wide variety of living corpses, including the Draugr, which is Norse, mm-hmm. a ghoul, which originates in the Middle East, mm-hmm. a Jiangxi, which um, originates in China. That's the hopping vampire. Uh, the lich from Europe, the mm-hmm. mummy from Africa, a revenant, which is also associated with Europe. Uh, skeletons in Mexico are a thing. Um, right. The vampire in Europe, the white in Europe, and the uh, zombie in the Americas. And then there's even more. Like, I, yeah. I, There's also like Filipino ones and isn't all the, that. And... Isn't the banshee a uh, kind of a... I think the banshee might be a vengeance it's, ghost. It's yes. a ghost and a herald of death. Yeah, but which yeah. also might be what the Mothman is. I think we yeah. talked about that in a recent episode. So. But as far yeah. as what uh, neurological diseases or conditions match up with forms of undead, not a whole lot of them, I don't think. I mean, there's some, you know, nexus there of you know you can match up symptoms to what could yeah. be a, uh, you know. Sure, and but, undead trait. But as far as like tying into the 
sickness like, thing. I really think the only one we could tie in personally well, is the, the one they did, the Wendigo. Yeah. Mm. Right. I can't um, think of any others. No. Well, we got more questions. Fuck. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, first off, uh, this is one I posted. I said, I know I'm a host, but I'm putting this here for a reason. Somebody in r slash cryptids, I'm going to go ahead and say the username is u slash veggie beanie. Mm-hmm. Would it be ethical to have sex with a cryptid? I mean, are they sentient? That That's really the only thing. Well, Darth Blader replied they, with hashtag cryptid consent. I was going to say, are they sentient and did they consent? That's pretty much Yeah, that's it. the important thing. And, and I guess it would be sticky, like, not, not that kind of sticky, oh. but uh, figuring out, does this cryptid actually consent? I, I'm i pretty sure you'll know when it grabs you. Uh, but Kick-Astron says, the only thing stopping people from creating a line of cryptid real dolls is money and politics. Where are the Kickstarters the people want? And I said this, and God, I wish I could remember what you said. It said, Mike has a theory about a sexual cold war with the greys now. Um, fuck. And I think what it was was... I think that's involved, yes. I, yes. I think <laughs> it had something to do with, like, them looking at what we're doing and going, oh, hell no. Yeah. No, it was... Oh. I don't remember now. I mean, it's it's that, that kind of... Sounds familiar, but I can't remember the uh, shit. See, if we recorded last week, this would have been gold. Probably. Oh uh, well. Some, I think it was something about like, oh, that's what it was. I I remembered. I remember. Awesome. So it's that we've become since you know all the probulation started in like the fifties <laughs> and sixties, we've become a lot more accepting of butt stuff. So okay. now the grays have to like move on to another sexual thing that we find, you know, taboo. Cattle mutilation? No, I mean to people. Cattle mutilation? <laughs> They're going to cattle mutilate sexually people. I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, I don't know, nose probing or something. Uh, well, they've done that too. Um, well, I mean, but in, in a, they step it up. Like, what, stick more. their dick in your nose? Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, there there's this arms race. That yeah. we, we, we caught up to the Oh, butt and that's stuff. why we make real dolls, is it? No. Does that, the word real dolls somehow tied into that? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Ghost Forge had another thought, said, uh, to me specifically, something else I thought of. What are your thoughts on how ravens can mimic human speech near perfectly, combined with the knowledge that they are at least as intelligent and self aware as your average toddler? Um, well, I mean, you know, that would be interesting if, like, you know, if it were, uh, Life After People, they show, like, Croman walking around. Croman beings. You, they'd be Cro-Magnons? Oh, God fucking damn it, I quit. <laughs> but, uh, um... No, I, mean, I quit. Can, I mean, no. they, they can mimic a lot of sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, car alarms. But, but they are really fucking intelligent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen a viral video of, like, someone that trained a crow to, uh, in exchange for food, to, like, pick up money it finds. Yeah, no, it pays for the food. Mm-hmm. And even more than pays for it, because the dude had, like, a drawer full of money. That's Oh, awesome. magpies, too. 
Yeah. Magpies too are also <clears throat> quite intelligent. Yeah, I mean, uh, ravens and crows have what they call crow courts, where they will judge an individual that is uh, transgressed against the murder. So, mm. so they have murder trials. Yes. Not even gonna fault you for that. <laughs> but uh, the 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 rub is that you don't commit a murder, and they throw you out. So you throw mm. them out, or like peck them to death. Or... They peck them to death. Huh? Yeah, you know, like Severe. that stuff in the Wheel of Time when Perrin and Egwene were running from the ravens. So, so what what transgressions would they have to do to like? Get murdered. Dude, uh-huh. I have no idea. Get murdered. I have no idea. Uh, that is that is something I've never looked up. I mean, what? I personally like, never went to bird law school. So do, do they like tell bad jokes and they get pecked to death? Or, um, you know, maybe my, holding out on food? In all fairness, if it was bad jokes, there will be a flock of crows bursting through the window at you for that crow magnet joke. Honestly, it's probably like an ape shall kill uh, shall not kill ape thing. Like oh. the crows. Oh so, my god. So, yeah, so no, like, Dr. Sayus. It was like like uh crow cane enable and I thought you were gonna just say crow cane. Crow cane kill. I do crow cane Crable. Crocane Crow Crane Ah fuck. English. Fuck. Not even drinking. Am I my crow brother's keeper? Yes. You know, since we took the break, I actually have some alcohol with me right now, so this is fun. You sons of bitches. All right. (laughs) Well, uh, that's all we got for this week. So we'll be back, and uh, we will see you then. But before we go, remember, you can find everything you want to find out about the show at supernatpod.rocks. If you head to their site, you will find links to our discord our patreon our merch store we are not plugging that enough we have a merch store with shirts we're going to have new shirts we're probably going to trade out all the merchandise in there soon including with some fantastic art david has done of us three as cryptids and uh we're gonna have stickers and shirts of that possibly some drinking wear who knows uh oh man i'd love a shot glass with a little version of me on it (laughs) <laughs> oh, that'd be badass. All right. So, again, you can find that at supernatpod.rocks. You can find us currently on Twitter until it goes kaboom at supernatpod. You can find us at mastodon at supernatpod at mastodon.online. And we now have a Tumblr. I will be getting a link up to the Tumblr on the website soon. Um, David, what would you like to plug? I don't know. I don't got anything to plug right now. I'm, I want to go play Pokemon. Okay, so I'm gonna plug. I'm gonna plug Pokemon Violet. Go play Pokemon Violet, or what's the other color that came out with it? It's always too Scarlet or Violet or Violent or Murder. Uh, Mike, have you got anything you'd like to plug? Um, not really. God, not even a joke. Did I, you blow your load on the crows? I think I did. I think. I did think you crow your load? I crowed my load. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Yes, I have nothing to crow about. Oh, no. Well, yeah. That was coughful. 
All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. So until then, stay safe and stay frosty. Goodbye. Somebody posted a picture from the end of Evangelion where it's supposed to be the big crazy head in the sky, but it's the fail whale. <laughs> now, now, Elvis, why'd you go and shoot your daddy with that shooting iron? Pappy? God, I forgot <laughs> about that. Elvis, what for you shoot your daddy with a shooting iron? Give me a whole lot of